Paul here with today's tip to help you pass ACLS. Patients with a heart rate less than 60 are bradycardic. Bradycardic patients may tolerate a slow heart rate well or present with symptoms indicating they're unstable. Atropine and dopamine are two medications commonly given to unstable bradycardic patients and is today's pass ACLS tip topic. Listening to a tip daily for a few weeks before your class will help to cement the key concepts needed for you to pass your ACLS written exam and megacode. Push the plus, follow, or subscribe button in your listening app, or activate the pass ACLS flash briefing skill on your Amazon voice device so you don't miss upcoming tips. You can find additional ACLS-related resources at passacls.com. Patients with a heart rate less than 60 are bradycardic. Because patients can generally tolerate a pulse in the 60s, for ACLS, a pulse less than 50 is generally used as an indication for us to use the bradycardia algorithm. After obtaining vital signs, a medical history, ECG, IV, pulse ox, and starting oxygen if indicated, the first question we should ask is whether the patient is stable or unstable. The signs and symptoms indicating that a patient is unstable are the same for bradycardia as they are for tachycardia and include hypotension, as indicated by a systolic blood pressure less than 90, a sudden decrease in level of consciousness, signs of shock such as pale, cool, moist skin or a delayed capillary refill, signs of acute CHF, or ischemic chest pain. Patients with any of those signs or symptoms should be considered unstable. One milligram of atropine given rapid IV push is the first medication we should consider for unstable bradycardic patients. A one milligram dose can be repeated every five minutes until a total of three milligrams has been administered or three one milligram doses. The one milligram dose and three milligram maximum is for cardiac patients. Atropine's use in the treatment of other conditions may require a different dose or route and have a different or no maximum. Doses less than 0.5 milligrams or administering atropine slowly to adults can actually slow the heart, so the full dose must be given rapid IV push. Remember that atropine works by blocking the parasympathetic action of the vagus nerve on the SA node. Patients that have undergone a heart transplant have a denerved heart and are unlikely to respond to atropine. Atropine doesn't affect the AV node or the ventricles, so it may be ineffective and should be used with caution in patients with a second-degree type 2 or third-degree heart block. If you give atropine to a patient with a second- or third-degree block and see the P wave rate increase, but not the QRSs corresponding to a pulse, then subsequent doses are likely to be ineffective and we should prepare to start transcutaneous pacing. If TCP isn't available, we can use a beta-adrenergic like dopamine or an epidrip until transcutaneous pacing can be started. Speaking of dopamine, the dosing of dopamine was changed in the 2020 guidelines. The starting dose for dopamine is now 5 micrograms per kilogram per minute. When used for the treatment of unstable bradycardia, Dopamine is a second-line drug to atropine and may only be needed until TCP can be initiated. When used for the treatment of hypotension, dopamine can be used longer while we attempt to identify and correct the hypotension's underlying cause. 
Both atropine and dopamine increase the workload of the heart and should be used with caution in patients with myocardial ischemia. At higher doses of 10 to 20 micrograms per kilogram per minute, dopamine has a vasoconstrictive effect that can decrease renal and cerebral perfusion, so we should begin our infusion at 5 micrograms per kilogram per minute and slowly titrate up only until we have improvement, usually indicated by a systolic blood pressure of 90 or more. We should not administer dopamine at more than 20 micrograms per kilogram per minute. If we get to that high of a dose and the patient's condition hasn't improved, a different medication such as an epidrip or levofed should be considered. The administration of epinephrine is covered in a separate PASS ACLS Tip of the Day episode. If you'd like more information about the use of atropine, dopamine, and pacing for unstable bradycardia patients, check out the pod resource page at passacls.com. I've posted links to other podcasts intended for emergency physicians. Most of what they discuss follow the ACLS guidelines. They also go beyond provider-level ACLS and into some more advanced discussions like what would be covered in an ACLS-experienced provider class. If you found today's review of atropine and dopamine for unstable bradycardia helpful, consider giving back via the secure link in the episode description or clicking the donate button at passacls.com. I'm here to help you pass ACLS. Thanks for listening, and good luck with your class.